The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Envision, fostering a community for change. Your host is Thomas Rosenberg. In today's program, you'll meet fascinating people who are implementing innovative ideas to make a difference both locally and globally. Now, here is Thomas Rosenberg. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Envision, a show about regenerative communities. I'm your host, Thomas Rosenberg, and today my guests are Franco Gosa and Bernadette Kirsch of Fumba Town Service Center in Zanzibar, Tanzania. I am really excited to profile this effort because it's one of the very few examples of regenerative community initiatives that touch on all five capitals, natural, manufactured, financial, human, and social. For those who don't know, Zanzibar is comprised of several islands and isolates off the east coast of Tanzania. Historically, it was a major spice producer and spice exports remain an important part of the economy. Yet Zanzibar is 70% dependent on food imports. Situated just south of the equator in the Indian Ocean, Zanzibar has more recently become a tourist destination. Yet many youth, 16 to 25 year old, years old, are unemployed because they lack essential job skills and training. There's also a lack of housing on the islands. What fascinates me about Fumba Town is how the team explicitly and consciously addresses training and job creation, how it protects and enhances the local environment, and how it imp- uh, works to improve and expand local food production, and how it brings in the surrounding communities into the conversation in a culturally sensitive manner. With that, I'd like to bring in my guests, Franco and Bernadette. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Thomas. Hello to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. Uh, Franco, perhaps you start with this question. What is Fumba Town and where did the idea come from? Uh, Fumba Town development is a a small town or small city that we're building on uh, Zanzibar. Um, It is the concept and the idea of a German couple, Sebastian and Katrin Dietzold. Um, Sebastian was the son of a missionary and uh, came as a young boy to uh, Tanzania and visit uh, during his father's years the uh, international school, fall in love with the uh, country and uh, then after he finished studying in Berlin, returned with his wife to um, plan his future in Tanzania and started or came up with the idea to build a city in uh, Zanzibar. And uh, as there is uh, a need of uh, a lot of accommodation uh, because of the uh, growth of population, uh, he said uh, together with the Zanzibar Investment Authorities and uh, the local villages of Demani and Nemanzi, and over a period of three years, uh, they are uh, discussed in detail under a mango tree, that's why you sometimes see in our in our advertising, that's where your story begins and it shows a tree, under a mango tree in Zanzibar style with the, with the shehas, the leaders of the villages that talk and 
uh, arranged uh, the buying of plot by plot and the payouts to the farmers to be able to do such a project. It is about 1,700 homes. It contains commercial spaces. There's going to be restaurants. There's going to be uh, uh, mosques, a hospital, all these things that are needed in a in 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 functioning city will be there. Wow. Fantastic. So what makes this, what makes it, it it's so important to the island and also unique? Um, in today's development, especially in the private sector, uh, um, you know, uh, lots of people addressing the upper scale markets. And um, what Sebastian and Katrin's desire was, was to, uh, so to touch the Sansibari middle class, the people working in banks and in shops and maybe small store owners, and help to, to create accommodation for them. So the, the challenge obviously was, first of all, we wanted to do something or they wanted to do something that's, uh, that is uh, affordable, but also that addresses all the issues that our planet is facing today and trying to create something that can show how we as, as, as humans could live uh, in the future, kind of in taking care of uh, water, taking care of the land, taking care of the people and uh, creating a community. It's not, it's not so much selling houses, so it's creating a community. That's, that's mm -hmm. where the aim of, of them. And uh, I think uh, the challenges that uh, they are facing is obviously we in uh, uh, not such a rich uh, part of the world. Um, there has been um, a long period of, 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 of struggle, uh, especially in finances in, in Zanzibar. And um, so we hope to be part of the solution. Fantastic. Fantastic. Bernadette, in some of the videos I see on the Facebook page, people wear, are wearing T-shirts that say, People care, nature care, and fair share. So, where does that slogan originate, and what's its intention? Well, um, you just described permaculture when you <laughs> said nature care, people care, and fair share, and this is exactly the guidelines that we are following at Fumba Town Service Center and. Uh, for your audience, that they know that I'm the landscaping manager at Fumba Town Development, and we are trying to create green spaces. And um, just for your uh, audience to know that the area where we are building the city is on top of coral rock. There is no soil. So that is the main challenge that we the principles of permaculture we are able to build soil by learning uh, composting. We started the big composting department, um, of course, headed by Franco, and they have produced uh, enough uh, materials, compost and, um, and uh, soils to be able to do the landscape of, of Fumba town. And at the same time, we are using as much as we can indigenous uh, trees indigenous plants because they're the ones who had adapted very well to the very hot uh, humid temperatures here in Zanzibar. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, this whole city would require uh, trained 
skilled workers, which Franco had mentioned, or you have actually mentioned earlier, that is lacking on the island. So we have a program called Fursa Kijani, which is for out-of-school youths, both um, men and women. And we have uh, trained them first uh, on the principles of permaculture for two weeks. And then they are accepted to an apprenticeship program for three months at Fuma Town Service Center where they learn, you know, composting, beekeeping, landscaping, nursery management, all the skills that would give them a chance to enter the, the growing green economy. And at the moment, we are employing almost uh, 50 out-of-school youth, and they are the ones helping us uh, develop the city. So again, it's people care because we are trying to to um, uh, create, you, the the, yeah, create the experts. And, you know, uh, we always tell them, you can become a professional in your field. Most of them, we have to remember, probably just finished the second year, third year of high school. Many of them just barely finished the elementary. So uh, now with the skills that they are learning from this project, they are able to earn a living for themselves. And, you know, a lot of them actually got married during the time when they were doing the apprenticeship at Fuma Town Service Center, which... Probably is a good sign. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is. If they feel like they have, I mean, one that they may have found a, a partner in their classmate, but also that they <laughs> that, well, that you know, they, the they feel they have a positive uh, uh, job opportunities. Yeah, or the confidence to know that okay, now I can earn a living for myself and for my family. So that's mm -hmm. uh, you know a good indicator. Indeed, indeed. So. Before we dive into more details and the various aspects of the Fumba Town Service Center, I would really appreciate you uh, each sharing a little bit about your journey. So if you could just spend a couple of minutes, Bernadette, what was your path to Fumba Town Service Center? Oh, you said how many minutes I have? <laughs> <laughs> just very briefly. Okay. Uh, yeah, you know, I lived in, in South America. I come from the Philippines, and I lived in South America, and then in, in Germany. And uh, there was a very big uh, personal uh, change in my life. And, you know, I just wanted to discover the world for me, and I came to Africa. And then, you know... I must admit, it was Franco who introduced me to permaculture, although I have a background in agriculture, but uh, really learning the principles of permaculture was an eye-opener for me. And that's, yeah, that's how I ended up um, learning permaculture, loving permaculture, and now I'm very grateful that we, ha we have the opportunity to use these permaculture skills that uh, Franco and I have to help the community and build a uh, uh, build an environmental friendly uh, town. Yeah, that's wonderful. So, Franco, could you just share a little bit about your journey? Yes, obviously, I'm born in uh, Germany, in East Germany, Leipzig. I escaped in '89 uh, because, as a young boy, I, I dreamed of traveling, and we couldn't really travel where we wanted to go. And I thought, you know, my whole life, no, I want to see stuff. And then I escaped, and I loved food. I, I, I worked, and I owned restaurants. Uh, I, I loved where the food comes from. 
which guys are growing them, where is this travel coming from and these things. So I started to contact farmers. And then one day I was uh, looking at myself and saying, you know, I spent now 24 years in a white tiled room. Maybe it's that time to step outside. And, and, and so I changed and there was a permaculture course and I did this permaculture course and, um, and then I thought, wow, you know, I had seen a lot of things, but I didn't think of them uh, together. And then I uh, started to build uh, uh, for an Austrian uh, organization, Africa Amini Alama, to build the Africa Amini Masai Lodge for responsible tourists in Tanzania with 100 profits going to your communities. And so I, I and then I on Kilimanjaro, and I loved that experience. And it was um, I did this as a volunteer for three years to get first practical skills. Then I went to Moshi and I met Bernadette at the friends and she was working on a hospitality school. So they asked me to implement some gardens with them as well. And then friends of my brothers actually called me from Zanzibar and they said I met somebody in the aeroplane and they want to build a city. And the guy told them, and this Michael Nichols from Seven Raven Permaculture in, in, in Canada, that said, if you build, build a city, you must do it right, you must do it permaculture, and call that guy Franco. <laughs> and then they called me, and then I went there, and you know, I wanted to build eco lodges or something, smaller projects. And, but then they showed me this, and I thought, oh my God. <laughs> You know, I'm not at all equipped to do that job. But then I was thinking, you know, you, you know, if I'm not going to do it, maybe it's not going to be do right. That was a great opportunity. And, 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 and I remember, you know, Chair of Lorton was in a teaching. He said, supernatural opportunities will knock on your doorstep if you choose nature. And we did. And um, Bernadette and I together. And, you know, now we grow. Yes. <laughs> That's... <laughs> That's fantastic. I love it. All righty. We will have to take a short break and we will be back continuing our conversation with Franco Gosa and Bernadette Kirsch of Pumbatown Service Center in Zanzibar, Tanzania. Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. 
Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Envision with Thomas Rosenberg. To find out more about the program, please visit our website at regenerate.coach. That's regenerate.coach. You can also visit our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Envision Regenerative Communities. Now back to Envision. Here again is Thomas Rosenberg. Welcome back to Envision. We are here with Franco Gosa and Bernadette Kirsch of Fumba Town Service Center in Zanzibar, Tanzania. And we were talking about creating a new town based on permaculture principles. So Bernadette and, well, Franco, perhaps you can both comment on this question. As you both mentioned earlier, the Fumba Town Service Center and the development are based on permaculture principles. People care, earth care, and fair share. And yet, Permaculture is not an indigenous approach. So how are you presenting it to the Zanzibaris and how is permaculture being received? Um, maybe I'll st- step in here and answer the question. Um, okay. When I came, the, um, the people like it because it's, it's, it's from them. You know, we started to uh, record indigenous knowledge. That is step number one. You mm-hmm. go to Come, you introduce yourself and you ask the people about their past and that's what we did we did a complete study of all uh, uh, plant species on the property of Pumba Town development we hired an ethnobotanic uh, we have 156 different species there we know all the function in the ecosystem and then we went to the villagers and we asked them the use of these uh, uh, plants we uh, hired some of my best friends is a historian and he's a guide for the spice farms and for the historical part of Stone Town and he studies the Arabic uh, language and culture. I'll ask him about a lot of things and we sat and talked about the past of Zanzibar because we wanted to respect in our design the tradition and we wanted to keep what uh, I was missing or we were missing in, in the places where we lived before in Europe where community you know, it has a big role in Zanzibar, and mm-hmm. uh, always time to celebrate. Uh, uh, to to so, so the people in general they really like it because and it is very simple. It is low tech. There is nothing complicated, and it saves the money. You know, I was amazed. All students at our permaculture school, when we when they're finished, we ask them what is the thing that you take with home. And I'm promising you, 98%, one of the things they say is composting. Of course, it saves the money. They don't need to produce, to buy something. And we're also creating with them kind of a proud, where we say, you know, the money that is spent, we, we need support Zanzibar. If we buy all these fertilizers and all these seeds from outside, you know, then we're not supporting our own communities. And uh, so 
we experienced a, a great help and everybody is quite excited about, uh, uh, especially with the youth program and everything seems to, you know, nature is a great support. There is no struggle. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I, so they're clearly, they're clearly receiving it with open arms. And yes. they just Everybody see it as an extension of what their grandparents may have done as agri in agriculture. Exactly. It jumps like wildfires because it's so simple, you know, and people here, they love the trees and they are in the environment. So they have, they're, they're absorbing it all the time. And now you just put a couple of pieces together or in groups and it, and, and it makes so much sense to them. And, and also our buyers that come back, some of the people from Oman, I mean, you know, we were asking them which tree to plant on outside their house on the road, and we sent them a different species, and some of them were fruit trees, and people came up with stories about their grandfathers sitting behind the house under that jackfruit tree, and how it's going to kind of bring these memories back. And it was really uh, kind of encouraging, and, and, and somehow everybody uh, is probably the fastest selling uh, development in East Africa, and I think people can see the passion that mm -hmm. every member of the team puts in and, and, and true passion and, and, and not running for the cash because mm -hmm. we want abundance. Right. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. Really to, and we really want to stress, uh, you know, this community service because you could build so many houses, but there, if, if there is no community spirit, you know, it's not going to work out. I think many big cities have made this mistake and we, we don't want to, to do the same mistake. That's why, for example, just a good example, for example, our garbage collection point. Normally, mm -hmm. you know, in many towns, it's a place where nobody would like to go because it's dirty, it's smelly. And at Fumba Town, we have designed a garbage collection points where we would have a pergola, you know, where they have seating uh, possibilities and it will be landscape. So people can, you know, in the evening when you bring your garbage and probably you see your neighbor, probably, you know, that will be the only the first uh, time you will meet your neighbor, but you stay uh, longer because, you know, there's a space for you to, to communicate. So this is always on our mind, not just being environmental conscious, but really taking care of the people. Because if the people realize, okay, we're doing something right, then they're going to copy it. Right. And then and it will really influence their day-to-day -day living. Mm -hmm. So I, w I would love to dive in a little bit more. Could you share a bit more about how the importance of, of community in Zanzibar, like how, what is... What does good community look like on Zanzibar, and how are you facilitating that, not just with meeting places, but in other design aspects of, of Fumba Town? Uh, let me just start quick with one thing, and it is, they say, in Africa, it takes a village to raise a child, mm -hmm. you know, and, and that is, that, that, this is a, a almost, this is driving our design. You know, once you're in the city and you create places where people can meet, where people can sit, where people can relax, where they keep an eye of what's going on around, then you don't have crime and you don't have uh, problems. If you design roads that are narrow, so uh, people have to drive slow, so we're taking care of the olders, of the Vasees, when they're crossing the road, because our kids can freely walk through the, through, the, through the city without, like, speeding cars. You know, if there's a lot of 
green and trees in front of the houses so you park your car in the cool which is close to the equator it invites you to walk to the shops so you can greet you know your neighbors hello how are you you know sometimes in, uh, a, a greeting in Kiswahili can go like 10 times four and back hello how are you how's your mother how's the weather how's the business you know these kind of things so we be trying to 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 help to create that and then also create um um, as places you come from work, you know, we think about you. The, the, the permaculture design of the landscape is containing a lot of fruits, uh, medicinal trees, plants of usage. There are going to be stands where our gardeners are going to uh, sell this to the people. So, you know, you, you grab your lemon uh, uh, tea, you grab your ginger, maybe someone asks you, you know, use it like this, use it like this if you're not feeling well. Then that's something else to add. Yeah, it's a, it's a city made for for people and not for uh, strangers. <laughs> yes, yeah. As, mm -hmm. as Franco had said, you know, we we intentionally made the roads narrower so that the drivers would slow down and it would be better for you know for people to walk, which everyone knows is healthy. And we also in this whole uh, development, we are offering apartment buildings and. Uh, one woman actually asked, uh, I would like to buy an apartment, but I also want to have a small space where I can have, you know, a small garden, probably have my ginger or my uh, spinach or cassava. And, you know, immediately uh, Sebastian and Catherine thought that obviously together with the team uh, in Fumba, why don't we make a community garden? So each one can have a small plot if they so desire to have a small garden. And now we're doing a garden. It is called the Halima Garden. That's the name of the woman who actually asked that question. But, you know, Halima is also the mother of um, Mohammed. Mm -hmm. So it works so it out well on a, on a largely Islamic or Muslim Island. Yes, mm -hmm. and it's yes. also it's also with the water. You know, the water cannot be brought back after it was cleaned by us to the houses. That culture doesn't allow that. So we were thinking, wow, what an opportunity! We have a composting, so we produce a lot of soil in future. We have twenty-five million liter cleaned water a day. So why should we not grow food that we then can uh, uh, sell in the city? So that we we we, we reducing the transports and uh, things like that, and then. Uh, we want to also, uh, at the moment, I think uh, environment is not really a sales point number one for any, uh, or not many developments in the world, at least not in our, uh, you know, it's the sea view, it's the uh, security. security, it's this medical emergency and all these things, but we, 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 we hope that when people live in the city and, you know, they go out and they come back home, then they will see, oh, it's beautiful, it's clean, it's green, it's cool. You know, it's an ecosystem. What we're trying to do is we're trying to recreate the forest within the city, mm -hmm. obviously, over a period of time, because this cools the, the, the city that reduces the energy consumption. And, you know, as humans, we come out of natural system. We were not designed to live in a cement box. Yeah. <laughs> this is so true, yes. So the other part that we have in Stone Town, you know, you're not allowed to sit on the lawn. Now, for us, you know, this is kind of past, going past the goal of a park where you want to bring, you know, the people together with the environment. So, so that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to create something where, uh, uh, because people are uh, alone, you know, in European cities, and I'm sure in America as well, they're isolated, 
you know, they eat unhealthy, you know, the, all those things we're trying to, to, to work against. Mm -hmm. Super. So before we quickly, before we go to break again, could you just share a little bit about your uh, process in reaching out to neighboring villages or other stakeholders? In this conversation, you mentioned at the top a little bit about how you were yes, buying some of the plots, but I would be curious to hear more. Yes, obviously the developers, um, um, uh, when, they, when they started the conversation with the villagers, realized that, you know, if the villagers are selling us um, the land that they grow their food on, um, where are they and their kids are going to grow the food on? So we were kind of starting to talk with them, and the, the aim of the developer is also, we don't want when uh, uh, later people come and stay and live in the new town in the new city, they're driving through shacks for two townships, or through very, very rural and dirty villages. Mm -hmm. So together with the Zanzibar Investment Authorities, with the revolutionary, revolutionary government of Zanzibar, with um, um, the, the village leaders, the Shehas, of Nimansi and Demani, we are now developing a master plan for their areas. We are allocating places for where they, where they would like to have their housing. We are helping them to allocate places where they want to grow their food. And obviously, we want to employ them to work with us and grow foods for the city. It's a great opportunity. And uh, where are they going to have their, uh, what is going to happen to their waste? So we want to also take care of their waste. The idea is of the waste management system that we're building, as we say in Africa, seeing is believing that other communities come and see how simple it is and follow our example. So no imported expensive machines, no super tools. We are employing people because then we're feeding families. And um, the same is with Nemanzi. Uh, we have many of the village leaders employed on each of the uh, plots of us where the factories are or where the, uh, uh, our farms are or where we're building the cities. There are village leaders sitting, just ensuring if there's any cultural problems or, you know, just keeping an eye and being there and also feeling uh, being part of that. I also remember in the beginning when we built the two show, first show houses, we invited about 600 members of our neighboring communities the village leader brought them, we cooked traditional Zanzibar food, the uh, pilau, and we photographed all of them in the houses and around the houses and the villages, and then we projected this all evening on, the, on one of the outside walls of the houses, because many of them never seen themselves in a photo. And there were lots of laughter, and there were music, and happy people, and this is how we want to, we, we want to uplift them. Also, a lot of money, a lot of jobs that we're giving, we giving Franco, to our I'm going to have to stop you there. We'll come right back after a short break. We're speaking with Franco Gusta and Bernadette Kirsch of Fumba Town Service Center in Zanzibar, Tanzania. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. If you think you've seen online TV before, 
Let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. If you're an influencer, you don't follow the trends, you set them. Voice America influencers are involved in creating change in personal and professional lives, collaborating and driving value to make our lives better. We have world-renowned thought leaders, speakers, authors, entrepreneurs, artists, and some of the most influential voices today. Listen in today to what they have to say. Engage in the conversation. The Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Answer the call. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Envision with Thomas Rosenberg. To find out more about the program, please visit our website at Regenerate.coach. That's Regenerate.coach. You can also visit our Facebook page at Facebook.com forward slash Envision Regenerative Communities. Now back to Envision. Here again is Thomas Rosenberg. Welcome back to Envision. We are here with Franco Gosa and Bernadette Kirsch of Fumba Town Service Center in Zanzibar, Tanzania. And we were talking about the process of engaging the community and the impact that that can have. So, Franco, you were saying that you were projecting these pictures on the walls of some of the buildings and people were seeing their photos for the very first time. So, I'll let you... Yes, what I, what, what I was saying is, like, we involve them in the communicating with them. We want them to be part of this, not just keeping them somewhere on the outside and sometimes feeding them like glass beads, you know, like it has been done in many places. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to have really an impact on them. So also we have an open house day now on the 5th or 6th of August. So I've spoken to the developers and we want the village to serve the food at the function and to play the music. So it becomes also for everybody to, that comes to us a true sense of our spirit. The same is with all our jobs that we have to give. First, we're asking uh, our villagers, if we have to make a decision, do I buy a, 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 I need a hat for the gardeners? Do I buy a baseball cap that comes from the outside? Or do I use a hat that is woven by the woman from Okili? We always make the decision to support our communities because money is one thing you, you know, when you spend it, 
you can you can you can support something, you can encourage something, or it can have destruct, destructive character. Mm -hmm. That's so what are your goals for the because I understand that that Fumba Town Service Center is a five-year project so I was wondering in terms of number of people trained and perhaps changes in waste management and local food production do you have explicit goals that you've set um, no we don't have um, my explicit uh, look the goal that I uh, I have in my mind is be part of this um, you know I live here and that's uh, my family lives in Bernadette and my son and uh, we have to take care of our homes and of our surroundings and if our community is in need then we need to step up and we need to find together with this community solution there's no Superman or uh, Mr. America going to come so no, <laughs> we have to you know go out there and, and, and put hands on and what we want to do is you know Tanzania is in immediate need of 400,000 homes at the moment, it looks like the contracts are going to go to the Chinese. But the issue is they come with their machines, they come with their uh, products, they come with their people, and then they go with the money. What we are saying is, no, we're going to look around and we're going to say who in the community can be uplift as carpenters, at masoners, at business supplying us parts, these kind of things. We're going to teach people. And you know, the beautiful thing with permaculture is you cannot only use it at your, at your job. You can go and you can implement the seven principles at your home, at your families, you know, like we designing our life that way. So um, we hope to have a very large impact. We're looking at finding solutions. Um, we want to support the governments with ideas of how could agriculture look in the future on Zanzibar. You know, if I go to the market and I buy some tomatoes or some fruits, I don't want to buy chemicals. I want to buy food that was designed for nature to be put in my body. And, 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 and like now talking to you, we're going to spread the words, the good words, like other people also do. So others are encouraged. We're trying to come with many people as possible here into, into the boat. We're speaking to other foundations because, you know, there is no, no borders in, clim in fighting climate change. You know, we all have to work together. Organizations, there's no competition. You know, for Mocha, we all have resources, we all have strengths, and we are now starting to share them. Like with this Fosa Kijani internship program, Milela Foundation wants to empower the out-of-school youth, they're giving the money. Mm -hmm. And we are having all the training facilities like the Permaculture School and from Town uh, Service Center, so we do the training. We had volunteer service overseas that are doing the soft skill training what does it mean to have a job? You know, do I have to be on time? Is there a dress code? What are my rights? You know, how much days, what, how many hours? How many holidays? Uh, uh, security fund payments and these kind of things are very important to us. And because we do permaculture, we want to be better than anybody else. And that's kind of what we're pushing for. Fantastic. Bernadette, I wanted to ask you as the landscaping manager for Fumba Town, you also do a lot of work with the permaculture and education. So I was wondering, how do you select people for the PDC program? Or Franco, is that part of your work? Uh, no, actually, this Forza Kijani was started by uh, myself and mm -hmm. uh, another person with the Sansibari Foundation that Franco uh, mentioned earlier, the Milele Foundation. Yeah, we have a... a 
quite a, a, a very good screening process. We uh, communicate with the different uh, youth councils. That's how we started. And then later on, we talk directly to the district commissioners. And then another time, we talk to the different NGOs in the areas where we are targeting. And they were the ones who suggested the candidates. And then with the, the staff of the Fursaki Jani, they were interviewed. And the, the 15 um, students were chosen. It happens every two, two months. And there's a separate boys and separate girls because under the Muslim culture, they're not allowed to intermix. That's why, because they will be sharing accommodation. So we had to uh, segregate the, the girls from the boys. And um, yeah, surprisingly, you know, people think that yeah, yeah, the younger people here are lazy and they're not interested, but that's, not, that's quite contrary to our... Um, our experience, actually, given the, the, the skills, given the support, the mentorship, that the young Sansibaris can really uh, do good in their job. Excellent. In the, in the, in the uh, permaculture school, often, if some people just come for our courses, we often, some, some are getting sent by, by NGOs, and some of the students, we also looking to find sponsorships. So some of our friends, Family sometimes you know they say ah when a sponsor student it's two hundred and fifty dollar for changing somebody's life so people are willing to give that so we our courses are all filled we have nearly every month uh, a, a practical permaculture PDC which means it's very hand on because many people might be not able to read or write so you know what they work in the garden they take yeah and it's in Kiswahili which is in the beginning quite challenging because most of the materials available in permaculture is in English and we teach permaculture to the locals so you know we there must be uh, materials uh, about permaculture but unfortunately there's none and so now we are in the process of uh, translating the handbook to wow. Kiswahili so there's yeah. another project that we have. Okay, well, that was that was my next question. What are some of the hurdles you face? So clearly, that's uh, that's one of them. Yes, yes, it's the it was a, a, a material for people to better understand what is actually permaculture. So we started to make a lot a lot of short video clips about this Kosaki Jani program, which you can find on our Facebook pages. And then we started now to motivate to translate as a first step an existing permaculture book, and then over the coming possibly years to develop a specific uh, um, booklets for Zanzibar, for our mm -hmm. area, for the coastal areas of Tanzania and Zanzibar. Super. So what are some of the changes that you're seeing in the graduates? I mean, you mentioned earlier that some of them are getting married, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, what, uh, what are some of the other changes that you see in them personally? Oh, yeah, this uh, confidence. Um, I remember, you know, when they started, uh, we started interviewing them, they're very, very uh, shy and it was very difficult to get answers from them. But then later on, especially after the internship, you could see the, this spark in their eyes and I think that's what keeps us going, you know, because uh, you could see that uh, we have already 
change somebody's life and we actually just taught them permaculture. And you, you can, you, they're going out and they're doing it at home as well. We're seeing now things popping up everywhere, other organizations, you know, mentioning and doing and uh, sending students and implementing and it seems to kind of, you know, like a fungi <laughs> making its way to the forest. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. The mycelial mat is being developed. I love it. On top of coral rock. So that's fantastic. So it's doable. It is doable. It's definitely doable. So, what is the, you, you mentioned that waste management is a major issue. So, what is the, on Zanzibar, so what is the primary cause of the waste? You know, is it food imports or is it just excess packaging or what, or is it just improper? sorting and and recycling capabilities what's the yeah i think it's a it's a combination of things uh, um what i heard from uh, from locals is that they were like living very peaceful and there was no plastic and there were no cell phones until tourism arrived you know which is always called as the great helper but it has its downsides as well so and with tourism not only tourists arrive but also the hotels need to be built the, uh, that then we need staff to manage, to serve, to cook, to all of these things. And then you're starting to create, uh, there are more ways. Then obviously now it creates an extra income so people get more wealthy. You know, waste comes with wealth. That simple it is. You know, somebody that's poor, you know, eats right because he can't afford sugar and uh, sodas and uh, chemicals and processed food, you know, Traditionally in Zanzibar, a lot of fruit and vegetables come straight from the tree or from the field. Now everything is wrapped and packed and uh, uh, cheap, you know, because obviously you want to reach that goal, that, 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 that richness that you think, you know, quick. So, but you know, I can't buy an expensive table, let's buy a cheap one and then that breaks quick or anything else, you know. So that is a problem. Plastic is a problem because people are not prepared, they don't even know the difference between plastic and paper, for example, or the difference of breakdown, because many things that we experiencing during through our upbringing, through media, for books, for schools, they didn't have, that never had access to the internet, so they don't know. So now we're trying to say, okay, we have it, but you know, it is a resource. Why don't we look at the resource and we'll, we tackle some of the problems? Now, the coral rock is one of the problems in farming on coral rock, and, you know, 80% of the waste is organic, so why don't we turn this into soil and grow food of it? And that's how we look at waste, and that's how we attack or, or, or address every single uh, waste issue that we face and trying to become, become into a solution. And obviously, create awareness, you know, to, to people to rather buy local. Mm-hmm. Okay, we have to take a short break, and we'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. 
These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Envision with Thomas Rosenberg. To find out more about the program, please visit our website at Regenerate.coach. That's Regenerate.coach. You can also visit our Facebook page at Facebook.com forward slash Envision Regenerative Communities. Now, back to Envision. Here again is Thomas Rosenberg. Welcome back to Envision Radio. We are here with Frank Augusta and Bernadette Kirsch of Fumba Town Service Center in Zanzibar, Tanzania. And we were talking about the importance of really managing waste and also the sources of waste and what happens when you start bringing in previously unused materials and and accoutrements of modern life like plastic and cell phones. So Bernadette and, and Franco, I understand that you recently had seven uh, permaculture graduates who attended a filmmaking workshop. And I was yes. very curious what they were doing with those new skills. Uh, the reason we were very excited when uh, Milele Foundation, I have to, we have to mention again their names because they were the ones who sponsored the students to attend this workshop. Um, because we also wanted the, these young people to actually produce the materials that the others would uh, use later on. So if they could start uh, making short video clips for or documentaries even about you know, soil, co- soil making or about beekeeping, then they have the skills to do that. And again, you know, uh, Thomas, when they came back, you could see this, again, they're so enthused by the whole uh, experience. And again, this, you could see this um, energy, this mm-hmm. very positive energy they're bringing to the project. Yes, we make them like, you know, uh, uh, they're going to be shown, the documentary they made is going to be shown on this Sunday on the Zanzibar Film Festival. And I, that's, uh, as it says, you know, people are very creative in Africa. You know, you have a cell phone and they don't have a camera or anything fancy like we, and then boom, pictures in Facebook and a little video and stuff like that. And that's what we find very encouraging. And that's why I was so happy that they are, because, you know, Zanzibaris need to spread the good news. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't come from us, from the, from the foreigners. Uh, our idea was, you know, it's their movement and it's for them. And, and it seems somehow they're taking it and, 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 and we're looking forward to, to, to little clips soon. Yeah, you know, like this permaculture movement is like a birth and Franco and I are actually just the midwives, you know, we're just helping them, uh, you know, 
that this permaculture will be will be born in in uh, Zanzibar. And you know, if you look at our videos, the Fursakijani, we try to have as more uh, many Africans and less uh, foreigners in the in this project. That's fantastic. So, where do you each look for inspiration? Benedict. Oh, okay. Yeah, just uh, nature. Uh, I'm. I have learned to use Mother Nature as my mentor because uh, if you just use your your uh, just to observe nature, you will really learn a lot of things. And mm-hmm. I think that's thing that we miss now in our schools, and that's why we're very happy that just recently there was a permaculture for kids camp at the institute. And uh, you should see the enthusiasm of the kids, you know, when they started to mix uh, uh, mud with soil and they made them into soil, uh, to seed bombs. Mm -hmm. And they were so excited. And this is just very, very, actually it happens in nature, you know, uh, what they were just copying. And Mm -hmm. yeah, answer your question. I have Mother Nature as my my inspiration. Yes. And Franco, briefly. Yes, uh, for, same thing for me. I'm quite inspired by what is around me, but also I, the internet um, should videos, books, talks to people, friends, neighbors, community, our students. You know, our students inspire me a lot. Fantastic. So if somebody wants to, you have 30 rep- nationalities, as I understand it, already represented in the sales in Fumba Town. If somebody wants to learn more about buying into the development, whom should they contact? I think the simplest way is to go to www.fumba.town mm-hmm. and there are the sales, you can have different salespeople, there's a lot of information, there's a blog, you will find out a lot there and then just contact the, the emails that are shown on there. Super. And how can people follow your story? Which social media platforms are, are you active on? Yeah, we're very active on Facebook. It's under uh, Practical Permaculture Institute of Zanzibar. That's uh, this our actually Franco and mine. That's our uh, baby, and where we work. If they need to find more information, it's again at Facebook, and it's under Fumba Town Service Center. And then we obviously have also two private Facebook pages. We are obviously we are living permaculture, so that's also all over the show full with that stuff. But we do we we showing a lot of our work. Also, if you go on my private page and you go into photos, you can see the last five years in action there in pictures. Wow, fantastic! <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you. Yes. So one last question. If someone wants to learn more about how to integrate permaculture into their, into an effort closer to their home, what do you recommend they do? Plant a tree to start with. <laughs> I tell my friends, you know, look, uh, buy a, a, a tree and give it as a present to your friends for birthdays, for, I don't know, anniversary. And go to your local permaculture group. I'm sure there is some crazy people around you. You know, join them and learn <laughs> about your climate. You know, go out to Mother Nature. You know, learn from here. You know, re-experience the environment. There is uh, lots of uh, websites and, and communities, especially 
in the, in the United States of America, I think the permaculture movement is very, very strong. You get great authors that make great books. There is a lot of material out there. Fantastic. Thank you, Franco and Bernadette. It's been a pleasure having you on the show today. Thank, Thank you. you, Thomas. Thank you, Thomas. We spoke about the Fumba Town Service Center in Zanzibar, Tanzania, and how permaculture or regenerative design principles are integrated into every aspect of the effort. Look for more announcements on our next show on my voiceamerica.com host page. You will find a recording of today's show there, other shows, my social media links, and those of my guests. And please send me any questions or comments via email at envision at regenerate.coach. Thanks again for joining me today, and we'll be back next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific. I'm your host, Thomas Rosenberg, and this is Envision. Thank you for tuning in this week to Envision with Thomas Rosenberg. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific week. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america variety channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit voiceamericavariety.com the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit voiceamerica.com the views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.